This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. How's everybody enjoying a nice fall Saturday afternoon? Oh, that bad, huh? Yeah. Well, of course, this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We're with you uh, until Islanders pregame at 630. So we got a lot of stuff, a lot to talk about. And, of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. And you can find me on TikTok, uh, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, I think, uh, the, you can find me right here on your radio until 630 tonight. So we got three awesome. and a half hours. Yeah, it's awesome. It's three and a half hours long to discuss everything. And this is the time of the year, people, right? This is like the sports equinox. When you got the baseball playoffs going on, you got the NFL season going on, you got the NBA uh, season just opened up, the NHL, if that's your thing. I don't really have much to add on that one, but look, it's going on. I know that much. Rangers are rolling to start the season. So you got it all. And at least for a few more days, as it feels right now, you got the Yankee season still going on. And the Yankees and Astros go at it tonight, obviously. Game three at the stadium. Yanks down, two games to none. All, you all, we all see it. Like that, that Dr. Rick commercial. We all see it. We all see it. The Yankees down two games to none. They got game three tonight. They go to their ace and Garrett Cole, trying to keep hope alive. I've got some thoughts. You have some thoughts. And that, look, that's part of what Sports Talk Radio is about, right? Gauge the temperature of the Yankee fan base, the good, the bad, the ugly. Your frustration level? Have you given up hope? Do you still have some faith? I don't know that you can have confidence, but you can still have faith. Confidence, I think, kind of requires some evidence. And there's not been a whole lot of evidence to make you feel confident in what's going on with the Yankees. And look, part of the sports talk radio experience is to get to hear from you, right? I said the number you know, one 800 919 espn and we take calls, and we go back and forth, and here's the thing. And I've been thinking about this, and this is probably breaking some rule of sports talk radio. I don't want your calls. I don't want to hear from you. If your takeaway, let me clarify. If your takeaway from the two games that the Yankees and Astros have played, if your takeaway from the previous series, the division series against the Guardians, if your takeaway is with the Yankees, that their problem is that they don't manufacture runs. I don't want to hear from you. Do not call the number. Lose the number. If your takeaway is the Yankees' problem is situational hitting, lose the number. Don't bother. If your takeaway is, well, you know, it's the playoffs, and you have to know you can't rely on home runs in the postseason, don't call. I don't want to hear from you. And it's because you don't know what you're talking about. I listen to this station all day long. I listen to all the shows, Dave in the morning, Anita just before, just seconds ago. And the calls that people are making, the points that people are making, if those are your opinions, and I've heard them a lot. I've heard a lot of ridiculous, I mean, the Yankee fan base is spiraling. You know how you can tell when people are spiraling? They're bringing up things that are laughably ridiculous. I heard somebody suggest the other day, maybe the Yankees should play Tim LaCastro. Wow. If your opinion is, uh, you know, that you can't hit home runs in the post, you can't rely on home runs or situational hitting, you don't know what you're talking about. Your opinion is not valid. 
you're lost. You're clueless. I can't help you. And I don't know what's worse. If you've watched the baseball playoffs and that's your opinion, or if you've not watched the baseball playoffs and that's your opinion. Because if you watch the Yankees and the Guardians, if you watch the Astros and the Mariners, if you watch any of these series, Yankees, Astros, whatever it is, if your takeaway is that you can't hit home runs in the playoffs, I would simply ask you, what color is the sky where you live? Because it's not planet Earth. I don't know where you, maybe you're in Willy Wonka land. I don't know where you are. Because if your takeaway is the Yankee problem is situational hitting, you're beyond help. It's right there, people. It's right there in front of your face, and you're obviously choosing to ignore it. And look, that's your choice. You, in life, you are clearly entitled to your own opinions. But you're not entitled to your own facts. And the facts are crystal clear. It's there every single solitary game. It's like, it's like the whack-a-mole game. It's, it's beating you over the head repeatedly. It's there every single solitary game. You have to hit home runs. That's how you win. That's how the Yankees beat the Guardians. That's how the Astros are beating the Yankees. The Astros do not manufacture runs. They hit home runs. That's why they beat the Mariners. That's why they're beating the Yankees. That's why the Yankees beat the Guardians, and that's why the Yankees are losing to the Astros. It's a full circle thing. Every combination that you could possibly have. It's not open to interpretation. That's not, well, that's our opinion, Gordon. No, it's not my opinion. It's literally the facts. But yet you hear people, their take, I don't, I don't know what they're watching. I get, I'm assuming they're not watching. The offense is two home run reliant. The Yankees situational hitting. No, the problem is hitting, not situational hitting. It's hitting. That's the problem. Newsflash: Look at the Yankee lineup. It stinks. It's not a good lineup. It's not been a good lineup for a good portion of the season, and they've been able to get by because they had one guy who has been having a season for the ages in Aaron Judge and some other guys who have contributed at the top of the lineup. But so far in this series, that really hasn't happened. They've had nine hits in two games. They had four hits in game two. What situational hitting would you like when you have four hits in two games? They never have anybody on base. So yes, the Yankee lineup stinks. And once you get past like cleanup or maybe fifth if Bader's hitting fifth, like outside of five guys, you have four guys where anything you get, for, it's like a wing and a prayer, man. It's a wing and a prayer. Donaldson, Cabrera, who's ever catching, and Matt Carpenter. You know, I keep hearing people bring up, well, you know, you got to play Stanton in the left field so you can clear the DH spot. For who exactly? For Matt Carpenter? I get it. It's the best of a, a bunch of bad options. And he had an amazing run earlier in the year. But I think we're kind of getting a little carried away expecting Matt Carpenter to all of a sudden be the guy who's hitting home runs and, and turning into Babe Ruth every single time. I mean, that was a miracle that he gave you what he gave you. He's been a below-average Major League player since 2018, sometimes well below average. And it's great that he had a 40-game stretch where he was essentially Babe Ruth. Fantastic story. Sensational mustache. 
And given the options, it's your best option, but that don't make it a good option. And I would simply ask you, at the age of, what is he, 36? I think there's a better chance that Matt Carpenter's out of baseball next year than he's the fifth-place hitter on a World Series contending team. Now, again, is it your best option? Yeah, probably, but that don't make it a good option. Certainly might be a better option than Josh Donaldson, who's now, I brought this up during the week with Larry, he's essentially Aaron Hicks, who plays third base. He gets some walks. He'll get a hit every once in a while. But whatever you thought you were getting from Josh Donaldson when that trade was made, and I know a lot of Yankee fans were not, I know I was not a big, huge fan of that deal at the time, it's been worse than you could have imagined. The Yankees would have been better off releasing Gary Sanchez than making that trade. So it's not really situational hitting. When you have nine hits in two games, there's not a lot that you can do to get the situational hitting going. So I guess it's situational hitting in that it's hitting, and I guess it's a situation when you're standing at the plate, but it's hitting, period. It's hitting, period. So this idea that the Yankees, oh, you know, the lineup is just home run. Well, look, they've tried to move off that, right? Sanchez was home runner bust. Gallo was home runner bust. Luke Voigt, to a certain degree, was home runner bust. But the way they've replaced that has not solved the problem. Catcher now is now basically a defensive-only position. You're not getting really, you know, Trevino had some, some big hits at times during the season. Good story. All-star in the first half. Fantastic. But that's primarily a defensive position, which is fine. A lot of teams have a defensive-minded catcher. Anything you get out of offense, oh, it's a bonus. Problem is, the Yankees have one of those at shortstop as well. They basically now have, not today because Stanton's playing left field, but Cabrera is essentially that same thing. He's a glove. He's not really much of a bat. And it's not really that Josh Donaldson's home run or bust or Oswaldo Cabrera's home run or bust or Matt Carpenter's home run or bust. It's that they're just not really good offensive players. Donaldson and Carpenter were at a time. That time ain't now. So for everybody who's yelling and screaming, but they struck out 30 times. Yeah, that's bad. Is it any different than making it out another way? Now, look, if you could replace some of those strikeouts with hits, yeah, yeah, I think I'd trade for that, of course. But I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's the point that people are making, that they struck out 30 times. Yeah, of course, everybody would like to have more hits. But a strikeout as opposed to a groundout as opposed to a flyout when you've had nine hits in two games, really, you know, there were a couple of strikeouts that were big. The Donaldson strikeout in game three with runners at second and third, that was a big one. Other than that, most of them have been me- pretty much meaningless. I think all but two of the strikeouts have come, oh, oh, excuse me, only two have come with runners in scoring position. Every other time they've not had anybody on or they had a guy on first base. So it's not really, there was a book about a decade ago called a, uh, The Signal and the Noise. And it was about predictions and deciphering what data was actually predictive and what was not. What was telling and what was not. So 30 strikeouts makes for a good headline, but it's largely meaningless. The, the, the real signal is that the Yankees don't have enough good hitters, and their good hitters have not done nearly enough in the series so far. Now, if the Yankees had a bunch of guys on base, right, they're working the count, they're getting walks, they're getting hits, constantly putting pressure on the pitcher, well, then you'd have something. The Yankees are hitting 165 in two games. They've walked four times in two games. And all but two of the strikeouts have not come with runners in scoring position, as I mentioned. So it's not that they're squandering opportunities. It's that they need more opportunities. That's the problem. And they better get some of those opportunities tonight. Now, 
if they have runners on in a bunch of innings and they're striking out all those times, well, then maybe you have a point. But when it's nobody's on and you're striking out, it's not really the indicator that you think it is. At the end of the day, you have to put more guys on base. That's what they've not done so far in the series, and that's what they need to change tonight. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. So if you've got something other than the obvious of, the, you know, they struck out 30 times or it's about situation, you got to manufacture runs in the playoffs. If you've got something besides that, please, by all means, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. But we'll be locked in on the Giants and the Jets, big games for both. The shifting of perception and expectations comes this weekend with the Giants and the Jaguars and the Jets and the Broncos. We got to get into week seven in the NFL. At five o'clock, of course, we have what I learned on TikTok. We have NFL picks at six as I try to stay as hot as, I mean, at this point, you have to just call it as it is, the best NFL picks on the entire station right here on this show. It's not, that's not also not up for debate. That is documented. That is fact. So we'll do that at six o'clock. But coming up, Yankee fans, where are you? Do you still have faith? Can you still be confident? Can you still believe? Plus, we got to get into the comments of Aaron Boone after game two because, whew, those were doozies. So we'll get into that too. Lots to do. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Garrett Cole gets the start tonight. Garrett Cole in the division series was excellent. Everything that you signed up for with him in terms of playoffs, big spots, all those type of things. Finally, he was able to get everybody to, you know, kind of give him some credit for the performance he put up after the absolute bomb of a performance he put up last year in the wild card game. So if I had one thing to say about Garrett Cole is don't make it about you tonight. I don't know if the Yankees are going to win. I don't know if they're going to lose. But don't you make it about you. You finally got people off last year. Don't have it be that this is the night where the Yankees score some runs and you give it up. Now, he's supposedly a diehard Yankee fan, Yankee fan growing up, so he should know. But in case he don't know, let me explain. If you go out tonight and you have a stinker and you're gone by the fifth inning, that Guardian series may well have not even taken place. That, that, that you, you can flush that right down the toilet. So go out tonight, carry on like you did, carry on how you have been largely as a Yankee in these kind of big spots, been good, was excellent against the Guardians, go do that again, and don't make it about you. The focus of this series has been, exclu- for the Yankee side of things, has exclusively been on the offense. Keep it that way. Make sure it ain't about you losing this game tonight. Because the offense, it is what it is. It's got to be better. It's not just about, I mean, it's about scoring runs, but it's about getting some opportunities. They've not even really had many opportunities in these games. So uh, don't make it about you tonight, Garrett Cole. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's hear from Yankee fans, see where the uh, state of the fan base is at here. Ryan is in Pearl River. Ryan, you're first up on the Gordon Damer Show. Ryan, are you there? All right, Ryan's already checked out. That's, that's not a great sign for the Yankee fan base, now is it? No, it is not. Uh, let's go out to uh, Kumar. Is it at Yankee Stadium? Kumar, you're next up on ESPN New York. Hey, hey, I'm Kumar, um, but people call me Jackson for short, like Reggie. Huge Yankee fan. I'm on the way to the game right now. 
And, you know, we have Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is our ace. Everybody should know that. And I really think he should make it about himself tonight. Now, the issues with the Yankees, although we have Cole as our big-time ace that we signed a couple years back, is we can't rely on these damn home runs. We have struggled to take Cut him off. Hitting. Cut him off. 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 Get him. Get him off. Cut him off. That, we're, we're, I, I, I made it crystal. Did I, Jacob, did I make it crystal clear in the open of the show? You absolutely made it crystal clear. Okay. So, Kumar, here's the thing. Don't just call today. Never call again. Because <laughs> obviously you are clueless. You are an idiot. I, I know, I, look, I know you're not supposed to call people name, but sometimes you got to call it as it is. And if you've watched any of the baseball playoffs this year and you're saying you can't rely on home runs, you uh, well, I'd have to assume, like, what channel were you watching? Like, were you, you know, sometimes you like turn, you think the Met game is on and you'll turn on SNY and it'll be a replay from the day before and you don't realize it for a minute or two. And, oh, you, oh, no, that's right. They're on Channel 11 tonight. Oh, they're on Apple TV tonight. Maybe that he was watching games from like 1950 and he just didn't realize that that was what the case is. No, it's pretty clear that you have to hit home runs. It's why the Astros are up in the series two games tonight. It's why the Astros are in the American League Championship Series, because they hit home runs. They did not manufacture runs against the Mariners. I know maybe you didn't watch that series because you're a Yankee fan. Trust me, they did not manufacture runs there either. They hit home runs. They hit a home run in the 18-inning game. They hit a home run in game one, game two, and game three. That's how they won. <sighs> it's going to be one of those shows, is it? Let's go to Kevin in New Jersey. Kevin, what's going on, pal? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. I can't believe I got to follow up after Kumar the Clown, but yes. uh, I will take it. I will take any opportunity I get. But he was speaking about home runs. I want to take it the other direction. I was listening to Michael Kay. Obviously, I listened to Michael Kay on the new ESPN app, which I love, by the way. And uh, I, he was, you know, he's talking about how Judge is is pursuing these home runs. I know the regular season's over now, but I was just curious why why are we talking about Judge? as if he's breaking this record when Barry Bonds technically holds the record. I, mean, I feel like Barry Bonds should be acknowledged as the leader, and that should be the number that he's uh, that uh, Judge has to hit. Well, I mean, look, and Kevin, I think that it was the American League record is the one that most people focused on, but to me it was the clean record, right? Like, yes, you're absolutely right. Bonds hit 73 home runs, and that is the major league record. Uh, but we all know how he did that. And um, so to me, it's, it's that, you know, that this is something that, by all the, the, the evidence we have right now, that Judge was doing this as a clean player. That's something we've not really seen. You take a look at the home run list, right? All the guys who did it, when Bonds and McGuire and Sosa, it's pretty clear how they were able to do it. Uh, that has not been a um, thing with Judge. So it's the clean home run record. It's the American League home run record. And it's been a long time since anybody even has gotten close to that, even with McGuire and Bonds and Sosa. So, I mean, that's one thing. I thought he was going to go to the point of that, you know, Judge was playing every single day and now, you know, it's, it's struggled a little bit. And, and is that a factor? It just kind of shows you, you know, the Yankees have a lot of different things that we kind of uh, argue, you know, like fans argue about. Um, in years past, it's been, you know, they don't have enough left-handed bats. They don't have enough balance in the lineup. They're too home run or bust. And at the time, the Yankees were, oh, no, 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 no. The reason why we're doing this, you know, no, no. And then you see when it doesn't work, they just completely go against everything that they've talked about. So, like, there's been plenty of times where the Yankees are like, oh, we got to rest these guys. We got to rest them to have them ready for, for this thing or that thing. Or, the, you know, they played all these games in a row. And it just shows you with, when it comes to Judge, that wasn't really all that important because he was going after the home run record. He was playing every single day, something that obviously would not have taken place if he had not been going after the home run record. 
Let's go out to John in the Bronx. John, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, uh, so I, I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like they just they go way too much into the stats and the statistics and the analytics. And I, I remember when I was a kid, it was never really like that. It was the show for a reason, you know. These guys come out, they hit bombs, and they win games. I don't know what changed. Thanks. Well, and what aspect of analytics? I mean, like, you have to be a little bit more specific like, in terms of, like, the way that team score runs. The, the, you have to be a little bit more specific on what, what the gripe is. I just I feel like it, you, you said it before. It was like something, they're trying something, and then it doesn't work. So then they throw everything out, and they try to switch everything up. It's like you got to just stick with what you got. What do you well, have? I mean, you have I mean these right, guys. They're monsters. They're monsters. They're on the plate, and when they connect, they're creating bombs. You know, I just well, don't understand. They, well, I mean, and John, thanks for the phone call. I mean, they have four or five guys in the lineup that are productive hitters, and they have four guys in the lineup that are not productive hitters. Uh, it's just the way it is, uh, and it really, at this point, you know, if, if, if you're telling me that it's it's a you're you're relying on Josh Donaldson or you're relying on who's catching, or you're relying on who's playing short, you know, Cabrera, or if IKF gets back in there to give you offense, uh, I think you're going to be waiting a long time. I mean, I think it's been pretty clear those guys are not good offensive players. And uh, Yankees, you know, tried to change things up from the last couple of years, specifically with the, the, tr- the, the trade of Sanchez and bringing in Donaldson and bringing in IKF, and it's clearly not worked. Uh, it didn't work really during the regular season, but they were able to get by because Judge was just performing at just such a ridiculous level, and some, some other members of the lineup were productive. But now, based on who you have and who you have left because of the injuries to Mayhew and, and uh, Ben Attendee, they just don't have many options. Uh, you know, This is not the way you drew it up, but this is what you got. And you're in the series. Like, th- There's a reason why you can be – I'm not going to say confident, as I said in the open, but I think you can still have some faith because the pitching is doing its job. The pitching has done its job so far, and you have your two best pitchers going in the next two games. So that's why you can still have a little bit of faith of what's what's happening right now uh, as opposed to just, you know, if, if this were the type of thing where the Astros were winning 7-1 or 10-2 and they blew you out the first two games, well, then you say, well, obviously they're, they're, they're a better team. They might be a better team, but the, 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 um, the, the range of, of them being better than you is, is pretty minuscule. I mean, they, they won the first game 4-2. They won the second game 3-2. Like, this is, in terms of their offense, this is probably the worst offensive team that the Astros have had during this run. Now, they're still really good. They're still getting the job done, and they're able to find ways to win games like they did in game two despite the gripes of, of Luis Severino, which, I mean, that's the biggest loser's lament I've ever heard in my life. I mean, to, to think that somebody could actually say that out loud, oof, that was not good. But you have to go out there and you got to get some runs. I mean, it, it, this is the group you got. Nobody's coming to save you. There's nobody riding to the rescue. This is the group. And you can shuffle the lineup any way you want. You can move it around any way you want. You can substitute whoever you want. The roster is the roster, and it's not a great lineup. It's not a great roster for offense. It's four or five guys that you're relying on to get the job done. They've not gotten the job done in games one and two. They better get the job done tonight. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. More your Yankee calls coming up. Plus, we'll uh, get to hear the, uh, oh, my Lord, as bad as game two was, as frustrating, as depressing as that was. Then there was the post game that kind of made you feel, uh, in some ways, I guess, more embarrassed 
which is pretty bad after striking out 30 times in two games and not scoring any runs and getting nine hits and nine for 60. All that bad stuff, it got worse in the postgame. So we'll let you hear that as well. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM. It is ESPN New York and the all-new ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. And uh, I had uh, somebody tweet me. What was it? Uh, here is a Junior Brown uh, tweeted me. Uh, get them on. Get them over. Get them in. Baseball 101. Shame on you for your analytic nonsense. Well, look, here, here's the thing. Again, as I, I laid out in the, in the open, if, you're, if your takeaway, if you've watched the first two games of this series, if you've watched any, really any of the baseball playoffs at all, and you think that home runs, are, you're not going to be able to do that in October, you can't rely on the home run, again, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. And the facts tell you just the opposite. The Astros show you it's just the opposite. What did they do? Game one, the reason they won, they hit three solo home runs. Game two, the reason they won is because they hit a three-run home run. That's the difference. That's the difference. And it's true in basically every single game. So I don't know what you're looking at. I don't know if you're not watching the right channel. Maybe you're watching the Cartoon Network and you think in your mind, no, this is baseball. I don't know. All I know is I can't help you. I can't help you. The Yankee lineup is out for tonight. Uh, it is, uh, I saw you know, tweet, the, the, the post tweeted out, Yankees shake up their line. Oh, whoa, whoa, they, shook, they shook it up. All right. Well, I, I don't see how they could really do that, given what they have. <laughs> when they put Marwin Gonzalez in, I mean, you know, like, what are we talking about? Anthony Rizzo is batting leadoff. Judge is hitting second. Stanton third. He's playing left field today. Torres at second, batting cleanup. Matt Carpenter back in the DH spot. If at first, uh, he's the DH. Bader is uh, hitting six. Donaldson, seven. Cabrera is at shortstop. He's batting eighth. And Trevino is uh, batting ninth. Well, look, that's the, like they don't really have any options. Like this idea, hey, let's put Stanton. I don't really like putting Stanton in the left field because I'm worried that they might take him out for some defensive. I want him his bat in the lineup every single at bat I can get it. So I'd prefer to have him as the DH and put Peraza and Cabrera. But at the end of the day, like what are we talking about, right? Like... It's like the person that I heard, you know, oh, we got to play uh, Tim LaCastro. Like, what, what, what are you talking about? If this is what we're going, well, now you see, what you have to do is you got to put Carpenter here and Donaldson there. They're all in the lineup anyway. You don't have any many good options. It's, it is what it is. It's the least dirty shirt. So that's the story there. Uh, I did want to, we'll get back to the phones here, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. But I'm sure after game two, you've heard by now the um, – the Aaron Boone uh, takeaway after the judge fly ball that turns into an out instead of a home run in case by, I don't know how you, you're able to do this. Please tell me how you've been under a rock and you've not heard what Aaron Boone had to say after game two. Uh, here is the clip of Aaron Boone after game two and uh, asked the question about the judge fly ball to right. You know, who'd have thought, I think the roof opened kind of, kind of killed us. I, I think it's a 390 ball. I think it was like 106 at whatever. And when I went out to take Seve out, we noticed it a lot with Tucker's ball. You know, the base hit he got to right, it kind of looked like it just went and stopped. And then I think Judgey's a homer all the time. Look, the, the, you know, part of your job when you're in that job is knowing what to say and what not to say. 
And I, I, I'll be honest with you. If your takeaway from the first two games is that it's Aaron Boone's fault, I would also say that you're lost. I, I wouldn't say he's been perfect. Uh, putting Clark Schmidt back out there for the second inning, I wasn't a big fan of. But the reason the Yankees are losing the series is because the offense has been brutal, right? I mean, there, there are no clear-cut remedies. You can shake up the lineup however you want. But Aaron Boone, you know, I don't really, I'm not on board with the Aaron Boone criticism a lot of the time because I'm not really sure sometimes what he's, what his decision is and what he's told to do, what, you know, the relievers that are available, the lineup, whatever. But I think one of the reasons that he got the job was because he was going to be a better communicator. That's like his strong suit. And those comments, I mean, those are such loser comments. I mean, that is the biggest thing. I mean, loser. Oh, it should have been 106. It was 106, and that would be a home run, and the, the, the wind, and nobody wants to hear. I mean, come on. You got to know what to say and what not to say. Don't say that. Even if you believe it, don't say that. Keep that one on the inside. Use your inside voice. Complain all you want to people behind the scenes about it, but don't say that out loud. Oh, I thought those were such losers. I think everybody is in agreement. Those are such losers. I haven't heard one single person say, hey, you know, he brings up a good point. No. Terrible comments. And it's much like the ones that, uh, what was it, Chris Woodward, the guy that was the Rangers manager about the Yankee. Oh, Yankee Stadium, a little league ball. Loser comments. And the crazy thing is, I mean, don't the Yankees put, like, everybody through media training? I don't even think you need media training to say, well, you know what, if the, the win knocked the ball down. What? Please, I mean, again, you got to know what to say and what not to say. And that is not what you say there. And then Severino and Hagashio, do we have Severino as well? Talking about, wow, he just got lucky. What are you talking about? That's what Bregman does. He pulls those inside pitches into those boxes. Go look at the numbers. You guys have the analytics. One thing I know is the Yankees have the numbers on that. More loser comments. That's, to me, that's way more embarrassing than striking out 30 times or, or, or any of the stuff that gets brought up after the first two games. Those comments, oh, those are terrible. Absolutely terrible. And they just come across as such whiny losers. Figure out, answer them however you want, but don't answer them like that. Say, hey, tip of your cap. I thought I got it inside enough. Clearly I didn't. I got to be better. One bad pitch, ruin the night. Whatever you want to say. But don't, don't go down the road of, well, you know, he got lucky. He didn't even hit that ball that well. You don't have to hit the ball that well. If you hit it like that, you hit it in the seats. I don't think anybody's going to be complaining. I don't think if the Yankee had did that, I don't think anybody would have said, well, you know, he didn't really hit it that well. We should do it over. Don't count that one. That one wasn't good enough. It's all well and good to rely on the numbers. I, I, I'm not this person who thinks that the, the, the analytics is the, the boogeyman. But it's not an analytics contest. It's not about exit velo. It's about hitting the ball over the fence. I don't care how hard you hit it, how high you hit it. Just do it. All right, let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN. Let's go to Mike is in Yonkers. Mike, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. Can't you tell? All right. Hopefully we'll have a civilized conversation. Okay. Um, I think it's baseball... It's baseball. Now, I can't, uh, agree. I can't clearly, disagree with that, Mike. Clearly, Houston is better than the, than the Yankees. Period. They have been in the first two games, yes. The Yankees have had 20-something players in the 90s that used drugs, PEDs, and they won championships. 
which they really shouldn't have. Jerry Cole, Mike, Mike, before you go on, we're going to have a civil conversation. Well, Mike's gone. Yes, did the Yankees have guys using PADs? PEDs? Of course. They weren't the only team that had guys using PEDs. The entire sport, it was the PED era. It wasn't the Yankees' PED era. So, I mean, that I, I don't know if you guys cut him off there or if he dropped it on his own, but uh, I, I don't have mind having a conversation, but you got to, you know, like, let's be factual. Yes, the Yankees had players that used PEDs, of course, of course, but they weren't the only ones. The Astros, they were the only ones that were banging on a trash can and stealing signs. And then that's another thing. Like, everybody's like, well, you know, the, how come if the, uh, you know, like the Yankees or, or teams will say, you know, that the, you build the team for the regular season and then the postseason is a bit of a crapshoot. Well, how come it's never a crapshoot for the Astros? The Astros have won one World Series and were cheating when they did it. I know that they've been, look, they've been better than the Yankees, clearly, since 2017 on. Every time they faced them in the postseason, they've beaten them. They're up two games in the series here. And I think the overwhelming... Uh, evidence so far would make you think the Astros are going to win this time as well and maybe do so in a sweep based on the Yankee offense. But let's not make it out like the, like the, uh, the Astros are like the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. I mean, they won one World Series, and again, they were cheating when they did it. Uh, let's go to Subi. Subi is in Midtown. Subi, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. I think the question needs to be asked is uh, if the Harrison Bader trade was that good enough for uh, to like you know for Cashman to get a pass on some of his other moves because Aaron Hicks is in play. That's the left fielder for full time theoretically. Um, Lemayhu is in playing, so he needs to fulfill those roster spots with good players instead of Cabrera, who's not a major league player full time. So in that sense, he could have made moves in the free agency. A guy who's playing huge for the Phillies right now is Kyle Schwarber. Now, would Yankees have would would that have been a fit for the Yankees? I think so. So with that Aaron Hicks money, that could have went to Schwarber, and you would have had four home runs this postseason. I know the math. Wow, well, I mean, you can't just substitute lineup. it like that. But I get your point. Well, yeah. Well, look, the, could the Yankees to... have built a better Ross? Absolutely. I mean, a better so, yeah, lineup. The point Absolutely. Is I'm trying to, yeah, the point I'm trying to make is there's two or three players on the end of this lineup who shouldn't be playing every day. They didn't make a move at catcher who a substantial improvement. Higgy is not that player. Trevino is not that player. And that should have been a position where they could have improved on. That's all I got to say. All right, so look, the catcher thing, I think that they just want somebody defensively that's going to handle the pitching staff. And if we're all in agreement that the pitching staff has been much better this year, you kind of have to give a credit. So that one I don't really have a problem with. Uh, if you want, Look, it would be great to have an offensive player there. That's fantastic. But those guys have to exist. And it didn't really seem like there was that that opportunity to do that there. So that one I'll give them a pass on. But the, look, the big one, clearly, if this season goes sideways, part of it is going to be, I'm sure they'll use this as well, we didn't have LeMayu, we didn't have Ben Attendee, we suffered all these injuries throughout the course of the year, that's fine. But the big one is going to be the Donaldson and IKF trade. That trade has not worked out. It has been as bad as you thought it was when they made it, it's been worse in real time. In the postseason, both guys have been largely terrible, right? IKF has finally been benched, and Donaldson hasn't been benched because he's a good glove at third base, but if you had a better option, of the, you know, like if LeMayhew were healthy right now, I don't know that Donaldson would be playing because you're so desperate for offense, you would have stuck him in there somewhere, and that would have been there, – there's certainly an opening there. It, the problem is you just don't have anybody to put in that spot, so you're sticking with Donaldson hoping that he'll run into one at some point or, or hit something. I mean – Take a look at his numbers. His his power numbers this year have been the worst of his career. It's not a this is not a 
small sample size of the playoffs thing. Sometimes that happens with guys, right? You only play uh, a few playoff games and you, 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 you draw conclusions based on that. Donaldson has been primarily <laughs> been the same guy. His September was terrible. He trended downward throughout the season. It was his worst offensive season of his career, and that's what you got. And he's, I mean, he's making, what, $23 million next year? So that's a question for later on. But at the end of the day, if you're, if you're talking about the season, like let's approach it from the season being over, of course the, the main person to blame is always going to be Brian Cashman. This is his organization. This is his show. And the, so far, you take a look. When you got here in 2017 and got to within a game of the World Series, it's now five years later, and you have not been that close again. And it doesn't feel like you're going to get that close this year. Maybe. Things can change. Cole goes out there tonight, pitches a great game. The Yankees hit a couple of home runs. You'll feel a whole lot differently heading into game four. But sitting here right now after watching those first two games, Kind of hard to have a whole lot of confidence in that. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your Yankee calls as we uh, take you up until 630 tonight. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I always bring this up. Like, whenever a team loses in the postseason, it's not the old John Madden line. It's not just about the loss at that time. It's that you realize all the things that are going to have to go your way to get back to that point next season. And you got to go through the whole season. You don't get to pick it up. It's not like uh, one of the video games, fast forward to next. No, you can't do that. You got to go through the whole thing all over again. And you think back five years now, 2017 to 2022. And five years later, and you've not gotten over the hump. And it really does kind of feel like if this goes sideways and this, you know, doesn't doesn't end with the Yankees beating the Astros this year kind of feels like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just Mr. Negativity. It feels like kind of the end of that chapter because of Judge. And, you, you know, you go back to that that 2017 year. That was the young bombers full of potential. Right. The sky's the limit. And Judge and Sanchez and Glaber and Severino, and at that point, you know, you, you had high hopes for Clint Frazier and maybe for Greg Bird, and then the following year, 2018, Andujar and Glaber, you know, Glaber wasn't part of the 2017 team, but then he comes up in 2018, is everything that you kind of thought that he was going to be, and they changed the manager after 2017, you think, to kind of unlock the potential of the Yankee, the, the young Yankees. And it looks like right now, not, you're not even going to get back to the same point of, within a game of the World Series, never mind over that, that barrier. And, and you kind of look at the team now, leave almost Judge out of it, and it, this is an old Yankee team. Stanton's going to be 33 next year. Rizzo's going to be 33 next year. LeMayhew's 34. has been banged up a lot the last couple of years. Cole, 32. Uh, it's, they got a lot of, I mean, those are decisions after the season. They got a lot riding on this year. That's why before the trade deadline this year, I said this this is the year to go all If there was ever a time to kind of go all in, this would be the time to go all in. And they made some moves. Most have not worked out for one reason or another. And uh, now you're looking at a game three tonight where you are desperate, desperate to get some runs and to get back into this series. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Steve in Oceanside. Steve, go, my man. Hey, Gordon. Thanks for taking the phone call. What you got? 
Hey, I, oh, I agree with almost everything you say, but yeah, I, I think you're shortchanging, you're shortchanging your offensive production on the catchers for the Yankees. Between Higashioka, between Higashioka and Trevino, they have over 20 home runs and almost 75 RBIs. I mean, other than Rio Muto, there's only a couple other people, a couple other catchers in, in, in major leagues that are putting up numbers like that. Yeah. So while they're not outstanding, they, they, they are they are contributing offensively. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the reason they're there, Stephen, thanks for the phone call. The reason they're there is to be defensive guys. Like any offense that you get out of either of those guys is a bonus. And, you know, Trevino had a really eye-opening year because coming into the year, you thought it was going to be Higashioka who was the starter and Trevino would be the backup. And then it kind of flipped. And then as the season went along, Trevino kind of fell off and Higashioka came on. But I'll be honest with you, take, you know, there's a reason why those guys are hitting at the bottom of the order. Uh, you're not really expecting a whole lot of offense out of either of them. And so far, <laughs> shocker, you've not really got a whole lot of offense out of either of them. And when it comes to the guys at the bottom of the order, those are not the guys I expect to do anything. I'm expecting tonight the guys at the top of the order, they have got to carry it. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York.